0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter. That is Connor, and we are going to talk about Better Call Saul season three, episode eight. It's called Slip. Full spoilers for the episode, as always. So we're still kind of building into like uh, whatever the next part of the show is, because obviously it felt like the end of a sort of big chunk with the the, the court case and all that. Yeah. Uh, and now we're we're building back up, but you can kind of see. Uh, I think there's a better sense of where it's heading now. Just
1: there is, yeah. I yeah. mean the, the title itself is kind of an indication of where we're going.
0: Yeah, slipping Jimmy. And obviously none of it's surprising, like we've been talking about where it might be going soon. Uh like, you know, after all this. So it's it's none of it's surprising per se, but it's definitely given us a clearer picture on a couple of things. What mm. I thought was interesting, I think this might be the most balanced episode in terms of characters. Uh, yeah, there's I, a bit
1: of everyone, isn't
0: there? I felt like there was like four clear plots, and I feel like all four like stories got equal time, more or less, including Nacho, who typically ha- doesn't get his own little plot line, but he even in this episode he got his own couple of scenes that built up his own thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we'll start with we'll start with him actually, since uh since I brought that up. So he, well, first of all, he did put something in the capsules. Suck it.
1: Ah, uh, I, I forgot we'd had that conversation. It Aye. was Two weeks ago. Aye, but you argued with me, so I'm selling you a sucker. No, suck no, it. no, I mean, <laughs> I, I did say if he does put something in, it, it'll be something nothing. It won't be something to actively hurt him. Oh, sure, but I argued about the weight, and then. Uh, all right. Okay. So. But I. But you know, it was what it was just ibuprofen, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah, it was just something. Yeah, it was just something. Just painkillers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, he's doing that. He's doing his whole thing, and he's like practicing, slipping it in. To use that word again, slip. Uh, but he's he's throwing. It, he's walking past the jacket, and he's he's throwing it in, and you can see the the just the fear on his face. He's nervous because this is like a, it's a hard thing to do, kind of, and not be caught doing it. But also just the fact that he's going up against Salamanga, who's this crime boss, who's this scary guy. Uh, but what I really liked about the scene is that it ends with his like father, because he's doing this like sort of his dad's shop when he's not there, and his dad comes in at the end, and he's just sort of you know they have a oh hey son what are you doing here uh, help me with this thing. But it's just normal sort of small talk uh, starting the day. But what I really liked about it is that he's really struggling and you can almost see in his face, he's like, can I do this? Can I do this? And then the reminder of why he's doing it arrives and he sees his father and it's like, no, it's like a reinforced determination to get it right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it really tells him, it's like, this is why I'm doing it.
0: Yeah, so and I really appreciate that. And then the scene itself when he's doing it, uh, it's funny because I, th- I thought all the scenes a few weeks ago when we had him sitting in front of some Alex Salamanca at the, the shop and the guys are coming in and give, you know giving their, their weeks drug money or whatever and he's counting that and he beats the guy up. That scene on its own at the time worked really well. for It had its own purpose at the time. Yeah. But now, in retrospect, it has a new second purpose because this time we know what this routine is. We've seen all the the, the you know the movements, what what the the minute to minute is. Um. So so having that knowledge, it really helps us understand just how little time he has between each part of the the process. Like he's trying to sneak in the pills into the cup, and he's and he, yeah we we know
1: how long things should take because we've seen it yeah and, and then we know that you know they'll be aware of that as well
0: yeah. Um, and it is suitably quite tense. Uh, it is. It's
1: very tense, given that he's literally just sat in a chair. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and he's uh, you know he's dropping the money intentionally to because at first I thought, wait, is he actually from the counterfeit bill? Like, oh no, this is just his plan to get yeah. close and distract him and whatever. Like this is his plan in motion. But uh, no, I I really r- r- simple scenes and even just at the end when he's because because obviously he breaks in the night before and like. Uh, breaks the air conditioning just so that the jacket will definitely be off like it's really that simple the jacket needs to be off so he's just making sure it's hot um but of course after he does it and he goes up to uh, you know don salamanca can i get you an espresso or whatever and he goes up to the machine and he's just pouring a sweat and it's it's just funny because it's obviously because he's nervous but it's also because he himself broke the air conditioner there's just this yeah yeah it's it's it stops him looking guilty because
1: yeah. you know if you're if you're there just sweating in a air conditioned room, people will be like, why? What's going on? Yeah,
0: but, but they're all sweating. So
1: well, exactly. That's it, isn't it? It's this, it's this hot room, so it just it doesn't look out the ordinary.
0: Yeah, so Brilliant. I also enjoyed that stuff. Obviously, we'll see where that goes. Um, obviously, I I think we start to think: Is this how he ends up in the chair? Is this what what sends him into this? Does he have a stroke or something as a result of not? Having this medication, yeah, yeah
1: I, I think that's the the obvious conclusion, yeah. which makes me think that there's probably something more on top of it that we don't see yet. Possibly, possibly. Pres- I would assume that it's how it affects Nacho. For some reason, maybe maybe something goes wrong.
0: Yeah, maybe. But you know. uh, uh, no, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't think when the show started, with you know we met Nacho, you know when he first came to talk to Saul. I mean we'd seen him before in uh, Breaking Bad, but not not to the Same extent we've seen him in this show, he's definitely had a lot more time in this. Like, I, I don't think I ever thought oh, I'll be really into one of his scenes like this where I'm really sweating. But the thing is, because over the course of this show, we've seen that he is kind of honorable. Like, you know, when they went into uh Los Polos and he's like, No, let the kid go, like, don't, yeah, like, he, he's got some honor about him, but on top of that, the fact that he is tri- he's doing this to protect his father who is like an innocent businessman. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it
1: his inherent. Like actually being a good person has been long established. We had all the stuff with him and Mike last season. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. At least
0: as good as you can be when you're. in this Well, way yeah, of work yeah.
1: He's it. in this business, but he's not a bad person.
0: Yeah, he's he's the he's not a thief, but he's it's the same thing as a thief with a heart of gold kind of mentality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the drug dealer with the heart of gold doesn't sound doesn't have quite the same ring to it, but it's, it it doesn't. No. Um. But again, arguably, was he ever actually the one selling the drugs? is he just he's more of a distributor distributor I, I was going to maybe say like the uh the accounting side of the business yeah <laughs> yeah
1: i think it is clear he is involved in the So sort of like obviously even when his his dad comes in at the start he his his reason for being there early is he's going through the invoices
0: yeah yeah he's obviously good with that stuff yeah it, it almost it's another part of this whole tragedy aspect of the show where you're like oh he could just once this is through he could just work it with his dad he seems to know what he's doing and he could good at that well,
1: i mean even that like you you yeah. see clearly he's he's good with accounts numbers money he could probably work in a bank if if he wasn't into like all this life yeah. of crime
0: but um, but yeah so that so that was uh that was uh natural stuff uh i, I also I, I really liked as well just uh we see the, the the various guys come in again like we see the one that he beat up yeah uh, and he's uh who is a character from breaking bad i forget his name but he's uh he's popped up before but um, like him and like he's sitting there with the bruised face, and he's like, "No, you're good." And it's just, again it's like it's almost relief from natural as well that like he doesn't have to beat him up again. <laughs> he yeah, want
1: to. it's it's the fact that it would have to be worse this time as well, because it would be like yeah. you didn't learn your lesson from the last one.
0: Yeah, he would have to break his goddamn legs this time, probably.
1: Probably, yeah. Uh,
0: unless he actually wants him to make it up next week, in which case he'll have to walk for that. And maybe it's more of a a tactical strike. Like, where, where does he want to hurt that he just can still break function? one of his arms? Ah, an arm would do it, yeah, an arm would do it. Uh, break off his fingernails, maybe.
1: Yeah, that seems a little bit too sadistic, though.
0: Hmm, shows where my mind goes, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, Mike, let's jump over to Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, a couple of scenes. He obviously had the ending scene, but like we had the cliffhanger with him. Have uh, you, if you can even call it that, but uh, it's so, all so in Breaking Bad. I've kind of always had this thing where they'll have this big ending that feels like a cliffhanger, even though it's not really a cliffhanger, it's just... Oh, this is like an advancement. There's like a big advancement in the...
1: Yeah, there's something to come next. Yeah. But it's not really edge of your seat cliffhanger.
0: No, no. But it is important. Um, but we see Mike goes out, uh, out in the old desert road, as we've seen him do many a time. He's got his metal detector and he's he's looking around. And uh, Did you get what he was looking for before he found I didn't, not before he found it. No. Yeah, me neither. Because obviously... You don't actually think of the the body. Obviously, you see the the wedding ring or whatever. And you see, okay, that's that's why the metal detector works in this instance. But I don't think your mind instantly jumps to that's what he's looking. I thought he was looking for the uh, the guns that the the drug runners always leave behind.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't entirely sure. I was like, he's clearly there with purpose. Yeah, and and there's something specific that he's looking for.
0: Yeah, but I'm not sure what. Was that bird's eye view as well, where you see like all the different, you know, the time kind of yeah, overlaps yeah. and you see him all around the all the desert looking for stuff. Um and that's a really simple effect it's really easy to do with the exception of the time constraint i just as someone who's made stuff the thought of actually having to film it so that you have them do all the different parts yeah it, it's
1: it's funny because obviously they do a lot of time lapses anyway and this is this feels like a almost a cheating time lapse because obviously the filming element's still the same you still got to do all the filming yeah but in terms of how much time it is on the screen there's actually less of it because it all overlaps
0: yeah, almost. Obviously, I think effects shots obviously cost end up costing more, but it it does make it this weird thing where you're spending more per second because you're spending like a whole day filming this one thing that's only going to last. Yeah, compared yeah, I, to like I a would say scene. the
1: beauty yeah. of it is because it is just one actor that you need. Hmm. You can kind of do that, and everyone else can still be doing other scenes that yeah, day. That's
0: true. Yeah, that this that could very well be second unit. Yeah. At, with this, at least that shot where the, I uh, have
1: no reason to suspect that they would not need to be
0: yeah I don't think the, the, the actual director is worried that they can't pull off like a, a static shot
1: exactly they yeah. don't have to do that much do they they just sit there and watch yeah
0: <laughs> yeah although obviously you see like the holes that he's dug sort of appearing as well on the screen and i, I do I, I laugh because I, I know that he's not obviously digging all them himself they'll have like some people come in and <laughs> dig it dig a yeah. little hole and then run off again so that they can they can keep doing it um but yeah so so he, he, he finds the body and it's, it's quite clear what he's been looking for he's looking for the, the good samaritan as we've come to know the the person who died uh from salamanca and uh he makes a call to whoever owns that land and points it out. He says, "I don't want to let go of myself to the police because I technically was trespassing, but you should sort this out." And it's all—he's like he wants to give the family closure. Again, it's this kind of what that uh, the woman he met at the the, the meeting who yeah. talked about her husband going missing years ago. He wants to give closure to whoever lost him, uh, and you see that's weighing on his conscience. Um, so that that was a really nice scene in of itself because you, again you see that this is eating away at him. Um,
1: and he's doing the as much as he can. He's like, he
0: can't fix it,
1: but he can yeah. at least give them something.
0: Yeah. Um. But ultimately, at the end of the episode, we, we see him like take out all of his money, and he... he like I, I think it's kind of a realisation of the, the line that he's in. Like, he's, he's in so deep now that something could happen to him, and he's worried about his family not being taken care of. And we see him get out of the car, and sure enough, he's at Los Polos, and he he goes in to see us and he's like, Look, I... Like that money's you know it's hidden in a box in my in my closet, like no one's going to see any of it if something happens to me. I need it to be taken care of in a sort of way that should something happen that the money goes to the people that I want to go to that kind of thing, and Gus brings up some very good points about how well, they we can't really publicly be seen together because some people will make connections because as as far as like Salamanca or any that like that knows right now, they don't even know each other this yes. is they're completely disconnected. Um, but they make some kind of pact, and it ends with them. Obviously, the final shot is them shaking hands, and it's kind of like, oh, this is the the real start of the relationship. There's like yeah, a... and, and you get
1: that moment again where Gus proves he's not. Uh, I won't say he's not evil, but he respects the people he works with.
0: Yeah, because Mike offers, uh, what, 10%, 20%. To, I think it was 20%
1: because uh, yeah. Gus says, oh, I've got this other way, but, you know, it's dangerous. And Mike jumps to the conclusion that he's going, hey, you need money to smooth it over.
0: I, I think what's important about this is this is the first time Mike's went to him and, like, actually made a deal with him. Every other time, like, he's he's been investigating because he wants to know who's watching him and stuff, and it's been Gus coming to him and asking him to do things. But this is the first time it's been a mutual, like, I need something from you. So now... Yeah he kind of owes got something and this is the start of a working relationship in that sense
1: i think that's why the the handshake ends the episode because yeah. like you say before it was this is just this favor here favor there whereas this is an, an ongoing agreement now
0: yeah it's the start of that that, that part of makes life so that's yeah. uh it's exciting in that sense but it's uh that's obviously what ends the episode so we jump over to chuck and i thought chuck had some interesting scenes as well yeah uh, he we see him, because obviously the last time we saw him was when he was out in the street, he was trying to make the phone call. It turns out it was for his doctor, who we did see, I believe this is Cleo Duval, we did see uh, her as the doctor uh, season one, maybe in season two as well, I can't remember. But I remember her trying to convince Saul to put him in a hospital or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, commit him, basically. And he's basically talking about how, oh, like, he's, he's, he's rating his pain, like on a scale of one to ten each day, he's keeping charts, and now it's down to like a five instead of like an eight. And it's like he's getting better. He's trying to fight it. Like he, and he talks about how how embarrassing it was. And do you know what I'm liking about this Chuck stuff is that Joe, you know like when we said that uh, his wife like said, oh, he's got a mental illness, and that made us feel, oh yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe we should be treating him with a bit more, you know, not yeah. not uh, the contempt we had for him maybe was kind of ill-advised, and it was more of like a TV thing because he was the antagonist to our protagonist. And yeah, I like this since then. Because it's been proven to him, he even brings up, "Yeah, it's been proven to me." So what about? it's? It's like he's actively trying to solve the problem. Now that he knows he can potentially solve the problem, he's working yeah. at it.
1: We we've spoke often how he's a very logical and rational man, and yeah. he's clearly very smart. And he does he he thinks about this and goes, "Look, I've without a shadow of doubt this was proved to me." I yeah. can't just ignore
0: that. Even even him calling it embarrassing, saying it's the worst day of his life, there's an honesty there that I feel like Chuck hasn't always had. It, it's kind of... It's, it's humbled him, hasn't it? The yeah. whole thing. It kind of has. Now, he's still a little bit, like, you know moving a bit fast because he's like oh I can't wait till I've got a party and I can have all the lights on I can do this I can do that I can be back at work I can be in court and she's like slow down you could regress if you move too fast uh, yeah
1: this is kind of his, his hubris in general he's yeah. so confident in in himself and his own abilities that he can't fathom that he can't defy the odds
0: and, and uh, yeah and when she points this out he's like yeah but every case is different you would agree with that and you know, he, he goes into lawyer mode almost, he argues he with things, he's, tr- yeah. he's trying to like outdoctor the doctor by saying, oh, but there's examples, there's precedents, like He really goes with the technicalities, it's like, yeah. yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, and to be fair, he does kinda of back down eventually, he, he does yeah. kinda, at least easier than I would have expected him to before. Mm. So, no, there's real growth there, and then I loved, he, go, he goes for his, his groceries, and he goes to the supermarket, and obviously he's struggling, he's, he's, he's repeating things to himself, uh, colours of things and what he's buying, just like yellow floor, red car, all that kind of thing. He's basically trying to take his mind off all the Yeah, the I think
1: it's a, it's a focus, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but I love I loved this scene because he's like, oh yeah, the, the, the soy milk, it's uh, up past the freezer section and he turns into the aisle, the freezer aisle, and it's just freezers all the way down on both sides and it's just this long shot. And it's it reminds me of a scene in a horror movie where it's like the car to get away is there but you have to go through all these dangerous past yeah, all these that's dangerous exactly doors what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even the way it's shot because then, then it cuts to this you know long focus shot behind the soy milk and it pulls to the focus and it's like oh he has to make this trip down this it it feels like maybe not a horror movie but like a
1: you know like an action movie where mm. it's like there's your there's your exit now like here's the gauntlet that you've got to run through to yeah
0: get. it was exactly that it, it was it was the perfect way of capturing it the way they shot it it was perfect yeah um i had a smirk in my face as soon as they they framed up that aisle it was like oh man this is this yeah, is big great uh and they, they cut away halfway through it, it seems like he's he's starting to struggle and it cuts away but we see him later on with uh hamlin uh who's about to tell him about his uh his malpractice insurance which we know <laughs> we know Saul's uh <laughs> messed up for him yep he so, may have skyrocketed that nicely yeah we don't actually get to see uh, the, the results of that scene. Well, I'm sure we'll see more on that next time. But that's yeah, where we leave that
1: off. said, I don't know how much we need to see in terms of other than his reaction. Yeah, you know, oh, sure, we don't yeah. need to see the information because. Oh, exactly. Yeah,
0: I just I, I just mean that we'll now have scenes pass when he knows and what's he going to do about it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'll be I'll be really interested to see how he reacts. Like, does Does he get pissed off and go after Saul, or does does this new humbled Chuck try and I tackle can... it a different way? I can kind of see the fact
1: that he knows that their mental illness is a reality hmm. and he would have to accept that because until he can prove that he's okay, that is maybe just a, a cost that comes with it in terms of doing business.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's arguable they would have found out eventually. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's how you look at it. It'll be, but maybe not, maybe this will... Maybe this will be the regression that the Doctor was worried about. It that, that, mm, be. But yeah, maybe, maybe it's the effect of Saul that will make him regress, and Saul will almost be the 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 cancer to him now, because mm, he's life. That would be quite sad, life. wouldn't it? It would be really sad, especially since he's been such the, the good force in his life until Chuck ruined it you know, back yeah. the way. But uh, I, I could see it. Um, now, we mentioned Hamlin, so let's, let's jump over to Kim. I'm saving Saul for last, obviously. Uh, uh, Kim... Again, some very interesting scenes. Obviously, some of them were with Saul, but she has the dinner scene. She goes to see uh, the Vesa Merde people, um, and he's like, "Oh, I've got this buddy who's got this thing. Uh, he's a lawyer's opinion." And she doesn't take on the case, but she's like, "Yeah, like, I'd be happy to look over it and like sort of point him in the right direction of where to go for representation, kind of thing." Uh, but of course, the interesting thing in this scene is that Hamlin's there uh, with some some of his clients uh, mm. from from his law firm, and. He comes over and says hi because he knows them and sort of, and it feels very awkward for Kim and it, it feels very. Yeah,
1: it's very much just doing the polite thing.
0: Yeah. And then she gets up and she's like, Excuse me, she has to go and she writes a check and she goes over and just, she, she does the same thing at his table. Yeah. Essentially the exact same thing. And she hands him a cheque and you get that she's probably because we knew that he he did uh swallowed all of her debt, all of her uh, like education costs. Her, yeah, the
1: law school stuff. Yeah.
0: And uh she goes and sits back down. And what I love about the shot when she sits back down is that you see Hamlin in the background out of focus looking over. And I swear I I was a wanting to bet money that he was about to get back up and come back over to the table. And, <laughs> and I thought we were going to be like doing ping pong between the tables for a little <laughs> no, while. No, I see what
1: you mean. Yeah. Uh, he he definitely considered it.
0: Yeah, you could see it. You could see it, even though it was out of focus. You could you could feel it in his face, even though you couldn't really quite make out his like expression. Yeah. Um, but obviously the, the dinner's end, and and he can he, he comes and confronts her after everyone else has left. He's like, what the hell is this? And they have this fight, and this is one of the things that Saul does really well, where you can see both sides of the argument, where he's like, I have to like babysit all my clients and ensure them that we are up to you know up to the the task of looking after them after what you've pulled. Uh, What you did in there was a complete... You know, it was a shit show. You did all this. And you dragged this man through the mud. You dragged us through the mud. And it's like it's kind of tied into that thing where... like Rebecca had the same kind of point where he's mentally ill. You shouldn't have tackled it that way. But then she also hits back with some valid points. It's like, well, yeah, he was mentally ill. And you just kind of ignored it because it suited you for so long. Yeah, and
1: and she says if you'd put this out public and and it hadn't had to come out this way, then you wouldn't be rushing around now because... Yeah, it would have been you know a con- you you could have controlled the story essentially.
0: And it's this weird thing where I think in the scene both of them are at fault for something, but both of them are making valid points about what the other person did. It's it's yeah. really well balanced in that sense, and I I, I really appreciate that. Mm. Um,
1: and you can Definitely.
0: see in Hamlin's face if he, he feels it, and he, he he's like, "Damn, she's got a point." As she like gets in her car.
1: Yeah, yeah. he, so... he that, that's the problem. He knows she's right, but he's angry anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's pissed off. But once he calms down, maybe he can.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, again, much like Chuck, he is a very rational man and maybe even more so at times because he doesn't often have that emotional connection that drives him that extra edge. Yeah. This I, is one of those few times that I've really seen him emotional.
0: And I'll, I actually kind of like Hamlin. I think it's going to be really interesting that I'm starting to sympathise with Chuck and a bit more with Hamlin and mm. maybe by the end, end of the show, but will I like not sympathise with Saul as much? Will, 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 he, will it be kind of like Breaking Bad and that by the end of the show, he is kind of the villain?
1: Yeah, it's 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 a villain in a very different way, but yeah. ultimately you he could very well be, yeah.
0: It could feel that way. Um and of course the also scene she has, uh the the main scene she has with Saul where she's in the she's back in the office and she's she's do- looked through the documents for this this case that she was asked to sort of just die over and recommend. And she goes in to see Saul and he's lying there on his back. We'll get to why he's on his back in a minute, but he he's got the money for her and she's like, Look, I can cover us for a few months, so you don't have to actually keep up your half. And he gets—he's basically pissed off at her. He immediately snaps, and he's like, "No, take it. Why are we still yeah, talking about y- this?" Y- that,
1: that really hurt his pride.
0: Yeah. He, again, I mean, it's something that both of kind of have in common. They both have the hubris. It's... I think it's—it's
1: it's particularly amusing to me with with Jimmy, though, because obviously he is so slippery. So you know, like he's very willing to mm. you know bend morals and do what he has to do but he's still very proud
0: yeah um and you see like it's, it's actually a very awkward scene in a good way like it's very awkward as she's leaving and she like okay that's fine like she, she's sort of accepts it and she's kind of like worried about what he's going to do and because he, he says as she's leaving like you believe me right that'll i keep up my end of the money and she's like yeah i believe you and she goes out and she's like, cancel the courier. And she grabs the box and she phones the guy herself. And she's like, look, I'll, I can do something for you. And we already see, we see that she is like getting no sleep. That she is working day, even, even Saul's like, no, you didn't see me yesterday. You saw me two days ago when you came by to pick up clothes at the house. Like, she is loving at that office. She is up to her neck in yeah. work, and she's taking on this extra case because she doesn't believe that he can. Yeah. She knows that he's proud. She knows that he's going to be determined to do it but she's going to fight through for him and it makes you kind of like i mean she's already a deep character but it makes you really respect her in a really sort of deep way that she cares enough about him that she's going to struggle through this and it makes you even more sympathetic to her oh yeah absolutely because she's yeah. trying to fight through this herself to keep him afloat
1: again she's she's kind of proud as well she doesn't want to yeah she doesn't want to uh, accept defeat and say no you you can't do this it's she she's just not willing to say that this is too much work for her she just does it anyway
0: and i can see her messing up with her Mesa verdi because she's taking on too much oh
1: if she gets a number wrong
0: and I, I i think i think it's part pride but i think it's also as about Sol, it's, it's about her not wanting to hurt his pride because she knows that she, yeah like yeah. she knows what he's like and she can't and uh, but yeah yeah but she so, is
1: too proud to admit that she's got too much on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She is and it, it's obvious. It's like when yeah. you when you don't have time to go home and sleep at night, yeah, you're you're doing too much. Arguably you're doing too much long before that even, but yeah, definitely. but that,
1: that's that's a clear warning sign. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, so Esther about Saul. So we open with a flashback. Yes. Uh to, to his, uh, father, his parents' store that we've seen before, but this time it's like, you know, when he's an adult he's with his buddy Marco, of course, who uh, died at the end of season one, and but this is actually, it's implied that this is right before we see them do the uh, the coin con cause he's, It is, yeah Because he's there getting his old coin collection because he, he used to hide the coins, and he tells this story about how uh, he, he told his father one day, oh this coin this quarter that he gave us was like, this is worth a few dollars because it's rare, and the dad's oh I'm gonna tape it to the register and try and get the guy's coin back because we shouldn't keep this. And like it all eventually ran down and he talks about his dad being a sucker and how everyone owed him money because they'd give him a sob story and he'd like, Oh yeah, take your take your milk and stuff and you can it I pay think it's it really
1: back. interesting because we kinda heard this story before, but mm. from Chuck Like we we heard all of this just from Chuck's perspective about we... how he'd take money out of the register.
0: And it also felt like a uh a sequel to that flashback we had, I think, last season, where he was a kid in the store, and the, the guy came in and conned his dad. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And that, that felt like it was how he learned not to be a sucker. <laughs> Cause, yeah, cause the, yeah, you're right. Uh, it kind of felt like a sequel to that to me. Cause partly because it's in the same room, obviously. It's, it's years later after it's run down. But this, this is what happened to it because his dad was, you know, quote-unquote a sucker, as far as he's concerned.
1: Yeah, it was too nice a guy, basically.
0: Yeah, he wasn't willing to do what he's... He, Saul didn't think he did what was he what he had to do to keep the place, to make it work. He thought, yeah. oh, you could sell booze to the kids from the local school, but he wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I think that, that kind of tells you why he is how he is now, like how yeah. proud he is and how he insists on doing what he has to to keep the yeah. lights on in the office. Exactly, because, it's, his, it's his motivation because for this yeah. episode.
0: You can see he's, that.
1: He saw what happened to his dad's shop and he's not willing to let that happen to Kim.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's not willing to be to like be to Kim what his dad was to his mother yes, basically exactly. um, and that and, it's the, and it's the funny thing is though it's not like he's da- usually when this, this theme comes up with like you know uh, like men not want to be their fathers especially when it comes to treating their, their spouse kind of like oh my, my father treated my mother I don't want to be that to my wife or girlfriend typically it's usually because they were abusive or they were awful people or whatever but in this case it's the opposite his dad was a really nice guy yeah <laughs> um, he,
1: he was too nice to make the hard decisions yeah. for the business
0: but it's, it's almost like a weird flip on that trope where he doesn't want to be like his father for the, all the wrong reasons when, you know, you should be trying, I mean, sure, have a bit of a harder edge, but you should aspire to be kind of like he was in this yeah. case. And I think it parallels nicely with Nacho's plot as well, where he's like trying to take care of his dad. It does really
1: nicely as well, because obviously, again, yeah. that's, that's a case where his dad's the nice guy and just doing his job and he's the one caught up in everything.
0: Yeah, but it also makes a difference between Nacho and Saul because Nacho's try to look out for his dad, where Saul basically cut his ties and just started stealing for himself at one point. Yeah, yeah,
1: Saul essentially just looked out for himself and went, no, nah, you're not worth the effort.
0: And it almost but- means, d- despite the fact that Nacho's in the crime organisation, he's part of this awful thing, he's actually kind of a better person to an yeah. extent, in, at least in this sense. In some respects, yeah. yeah than, than Saul is, and I, I think that's a really fascinating comparison. Um, so... So, obviously, you go back to the guitar store, the music store, and he's like, oh, the commercial did wonders. And the guy's like, yeah, let's do more commercials. But then the guy comes out and like, you don't work for the station. He's like, well, no, but that money's only for the air fee. I make the commercials for you. And then the guy's like, yeah, but these guys are just students. We could just get students and do it. Like, we could do this ourselves. We don't need you. Yeah. And you can see him breaking down. And you see him get the little ideas. He sees the drumstick kicking out, and he's like, keep the camera on me. Whatever you do, keep filming. And you can, you know what he's going to do, because as soon as he kicks it out so it's on the floor, you know exactly what he's about to do. You do, you do. And it, it's great, because it, it does come all the way back to slipping Jimmy. This was exactly the, the sort of thing that he did. That's how we got the name. Yeah, so, and there you go, he has a fall, and he obviously cons them. He gets a free guitar, as we see, on top of being paid.
1: Yeah, uh, the uh, the fall itself cracked me up. It looked proper like, you know, like you get in... in like old movies with the the banana peel.
0: Yeah, yeah, it
1: did. It was very much
0: that sort of fall. It was very much that, and then, then later on, of course, he's he's doing his community service, and they, the other the other guy wants to go away because he's he's I think it was his kid needs to be seen or his, whatever. His
1: kid was sick, I think.
0: Yeah, um, and the guy's like, "Yeah, you can go, but I'm not giving you your time." But he's like, "Oh, I can't. I need the time because like I've got a deadline to make up the time, or the judge is going to throw me in jail or whatever." And Saul goes up to him and like, look, you pay me $700, I'll get you away for the rest of the day, and you'll still get your hours. And the guy doesn't believe him, obviously, but he's like, you know what, if you pull it off, then sure, I will happily <laughs> yeah, pay it's, Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. um, And he basically combines his lawyer skills with his slipping Jimmy. It's like this fusion of the two personas it's, coming it's- together. It's finally soul. we're getting to Saul. yeah yeah it's Saul. it's better call because he, he uses his lawyer knowledge to basically slime his way in like to convince this guy that he can sue him he can screw him and win and even if he doesn't win you'll be paying lawyers for months and you'll lose your job and like he it's, scares the guy rigid the brilliance of it is uh, it doesn't <laughs>
1: even matter if it's true or not it, he just has to be convincing yeah, and, exa- know, yeah and, exactly. and make it sound like he knows what he's talking about. Obviously, he does know what he's talking about, but he could be making it up anyway. And going, yeah, I'm it not is. just
0: like that whole thing, like, yeah, I signed a waiver, but I'll be suing you personally. Like, I'm not sure that would even work unless the guy actively does something himself. I, right, yeah. and that's the thing. The guy doesn't know either, yeah. but
1: he doesn't, he doesn't want to risk it at no, this point because Jimmy does such a good job of convincing him.
0: Admittedly, I, I'm, I'm like 90% sure this is bullshit, but at the same time, I wouldn't be a hundred percent. So if Saul tried to pull this on me, I might have to not risk it. Kind that's of it, thing. isn't it? It's yeah. like
1: okay, what what's what's the bigger risk? Do you do you gamble and go now? Go on, I'll see you in court. You can try it, or do you go? Sure, you two just piss off.
0: <laughs> Actually, Saul just wants to lie down. He doesn't even piss no, off. That's he, true. That he goes true. for a yeah. lie down. He's, right. back, he's <laughs> back. Still sore. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, but no, that that was that was the soul plot and I thought that was really interesting. It, even the whole thing was—it's like, it's almost about the guy swallowing his pride. It's like Jimmy's pride is so strong, and he's not willing to give in that he has to crush other people's pride. Now, admittedly, the guy is a little bit of a dick, but at the same time, I feel like he probably has to be a dick given given his job—he deals with convicts all the time. Yeah, so definitely, you're
1: right, and it it was such a great it was. Obviously, I, I gathered we were again to the end of the episode because yeah. you know it was just that sort of time and that shot, you know, where he finally lies down. And you get the shot a close up on his face. Hmm. I was convinced that was going to be the end of the episode. Just it was going to end on that, like you know, that, that moment of yeah, he won. Yeah, I can see. And, and he, he, but then it obviously it went into the the mic bit, and I thought, oh, that was interesting. And
0: it's like he's going to keep doing stuff like this to get his money for yeah. everything and some way along the lines he's going to get caught in some way or do something mm. over the line so yeah but anyway that is uh this week's all let us know what you thought of it in the comments below like subscribe all that stuff helps us out a lot get us on twitter at mail underscore fuzz you can also support the channel by heading over to patreon.com slash mail fuzz tv and check out some of the bonuses over there if you want to support us uh but if not that's cool too just uh yeah let us know what you think of the episode thanks very much for watching once again we'll see you next time have you got any vanilla